Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Here we are for a Star Wars holiday special. We thought it would be perfect even though the Lego Star Wars special came out about a month or so ago, I think, on Disney+. Plus. Myself and Artif thought we'd wait until The Mandalorian's over and then we'll have a little bit of a chat about it. And even though, for some reason, at the beginning of this recording, I sound very serious... Um, it's definitely a very, a very like light-hearted thing we're talking about, um, especially when it comes to Lego's take on Star Wars and the jokes that they can get away with. We have a little bit of a sequel trilogy discussion. We have a Poe Dameron comic book run discussion. We even try and revisit. Well, I try to revisit the nineteen seventies um, holiday special, which is. It's painful, um, but without further ado, why don't we just get on to the next episode of the Jedi Order podcast? I actually found this really enjoyable. The, we're talking about the Lego Star Wars um, holiday special because it's Lego. I think that's how they get away with like just the, the the silly humor. It just it makes it much more digestible. I think is the best word. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I also enjoyed it, but I have to say, it was more serious than I thought than I was expecting it to be. You know, because as you said, it's Lego, but there was actually quite a serious storyline and and. You know, I have to say, like, in the first, like, 10 minutes or so, it wasn't as funny as I was expecting it a bit to be. It was kind of more of a continuation of, of the new trilogy, which I found kind of, I don't know, like, there were, like, obviously funny moments and, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, I don't know, just fun sort of little moments of, you know, when Finn is, you know, cutting the, the training ball in half and things like that. Um, and kind of having his little dispute with it. But then, I don't know, like, the way that it sets up, I was kind of surprised by, actually, the kind of serious nature of it. <laughs> I, but, yeah, there, there is, a, there's, like, a serious undertone of a story at the, kind of, a, which comes to a climax at the end. Um, I, I think Poe was one of my favourite characters throughout. Uh, Poe and the combination of Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader... I just thought was was wow. brilliant because every time Palpatine got into like a little speech, he just got Darth Vader's head just popped around his chair and just he just like edged his way around to kind of get into the convo. Um, yeah. But it it got in. I thought it was a very good idea. Well, this is so. This is a thing that I know you haven't seen. Um, Star Wars Rebels, so. Yeah. This whole concept of everything kind of Ray's doing um, 
with like portaling into different times of of different times and space and traveling space and time and all that type of stuff happens in Star Wars Rebels. Oh wow. I don't really uh, So it's actually a thing that it's always quite I've never known quite how I felt about it because in it's executed very well in Star Wars Rebels the scenes and the scene because I don't want to spoil it for you but the scenes that it relates to are very pivotal and it's very important characters but at the same time I don't know how I feel about the ability of time travel in Star Wars such I, I very much feel it's a whilst once again it kind of worked for rebels but <clears throat> coming i i personally don't know how i would feel if i saw it in like a live action uh. series like anything like the mandalorian or i don't know obi-wan or something like that i Is think it... it would be quite strange to have this sudden like yeah we can also time travel now <laughs> yeah i know what you mean it would be it would be something that like the time travel element element would be something that wouldn't be out of place, I think, in the Star Wars universe in terms of technology and you know you have everything from you know planet destroying bases to the Jedi. So something like time travel wouldn't be completely out of the ordinary, but it would completely change the timeline and you know characters and events of things. So it's kind of you know better that it's not left out. But I have to say, in this, I quite enjoyed the time travel aspect of it. You know, I I I thought. You know, as I said, like it kind of starts off like in. I wasn't really sure what to expect from this holiday special, and it kind of, as I said, it was quite serious to start with. But then, as the it builds, and then with the time travel element, I actually really enjoyed that, and like having the different. And uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I don't think I'm not sure if it would work in a live action setting unless it was a really smartly written script, because that's the kind of thing with time travel scripts is that usually the the ones that succeed are you know they're kind of much more innovative in the way that they approach it. And um, so it's it's something that you have to tackle properly. And I actually think that in this special, they it's kind of innovative enough that they, you know, start combining the different, you know, um, you know, various characters across different generations at different points, you know, like what you've got, like Luke as a Jedi and then also as, you know, pre-Jedi, um, just, you know, as a, as, a, as a farmer, which I thought was quite innovative and, Obviously, Vader, you know, kind of facing off against himself and the Emperor, and you know, I, I thought there was just quite a few moments which I, it was it was kind of smarter and, as I said, kind of more serious than I thought it would be. But I kind of enjoyed it from that sort of point. Um, and yeah, you know, the fact that it's kind of Lego Star Wars, it feels like they, they can, you know, obviously take have like more fun with it. Um, I felt that they kind of did as the, as the film went on. I I enjoyed it more than at the beginning. Um, and actually, you know, with characters like Ray and Finn, and you know, it it kind of develops them a bit more, um, which I wasn't expecting. But then I kind of thought it was quite a welcome sort of idea. It is this kind of. Uh, I did realise that in. I know it's there's a lot of tongue in cheek and it's a good laugh, and but at the same time, you do get a little bit of character development because you do get like Ray training Finn to be a Jedi. You know, which yeah. you you don't even touch on in the slightest in the uh, sequel trilogy, and maybe it's hey, maybe it's something we continue to explore through Lego Star Wars, and why not? Why not give the because I'm pretty sure, 
I love the I love the guy, but I don't know if John Boyega is going to be rushing back to jump into Star Wars anytime soon. So if that's not the case, hey, I mean, there's a host of fun and interesting characters, as there always is in different parts of Star Wars. But just let's give a, give us more Ray and Finn journeys in in the Lego Star Wars universe. Yeah, because it's like especially with this type of humor that runs alongside it. I'm, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, give us give us a holiday special every single year, which gives us more Ray and Finn kind of interactions and his journey as a Jedi and all that type of stuff. Because if anything, you can just, I wouldn't say right or wrong, but I mean, you could just make you could give Finn's character more so than. Even though I'm a fan of the sequel trilogy, now we're talking about the sequel trilogy. <laughs> fan of the sequel trilogy, but um, at the same time, there are a few beats where I would have loved Finn's character to be more prominent and be more uh, have more of a leading storyline as he did in Force Awakens. Um, so why not explore that and give him more of a storyline in these Lego Star Wars adaptations? Because they're they're just honestly great fun it was like 45 minutes of just i felt it's like really like cozy just great fun yeah i mean so yeah i agree with some of what you said like i'm i'm not a big fan of the sequel trilogy i think they missed more beats than they you know than was kind of that i don't know it just it there was a lot of things kind of missing from uh, storyline developments and character developments as well actually and like depth and this is why I kind of found this um, Star Wars episode quite interesting again because like the Ray character in this I found completely not funny which was kind of odd for a Lego Star Wars um, and actually I have to say I actually found her voice kind of annoying like the kind of the, the way that they've given this Ray character like a, a sort of similar voice to how she was, you know, with the English accent, but then kind of accentuating it more and make it sound almost more dumb. But then in a script that is kind of almost smarter <laughs> um, than what I, I then I've kind of found, you know, the new trilogy to be, you know, like this, when you, as I said, taking on the, the element of time travel is a risky one because you kind of, it's just sometimes it can just be done in like it could just turn into a mess, you know. And here, actually, you know, the fact that it's like Lego Star Wars, but the you've got you know the kind of serious characters and also things like um, you know elements from the new storyline uh, from the new stories uh, or the new trilogy, like you know, for example, yeah, having Finn who had some connection with the Force and then it was just never explored in the new films. But in this, it's like it's really taken on a life of its own and. And that is actually something where, yeah, as you said, like, it, it adds more kind of depth to, to Finn's character because that was one of the, sh the shames that I thought of, of the new trilogy that, you know, in Force Awakens, you're presented a great character like Finn and, you know, he has depth, he has emotion, he has, you know, his own kind of trajectory. And then as the trilogy goes on, I felt that they just completely wrote him out, which was kind of... And you know, and then you know, in Rise of Skywalker, they somewhat pick it up again um, with the other kind of stormtroopers, the 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 ones that kind of um, what's the word uh, fall out of the the, the empire um, or you know uh, desert the, the empire. Point. Yeah, 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 desert. That that's the word I was looking for. 
Uh, so, you know, and you had the other stormtroopers who desert the Empire. And, you know, and then, so, you know, they kind of pick up Finn's storyline again and, like, his kind of emotional intent. And But they didn't, just, I just felt that they just didn't give him enough as a as a sort of main character to, to really have that proper audience connection. And then here, you know, he's kind of, he's thrown into a completely new light, as is Ray, to be honest, because, you know, Ray becomes a central character here. And actually, you know, even though she, I didn't find her character funny in the Lego Star Wars one, I thought she was a great sort of vessel to then explore the Star Wars universe and all these kind of great moments. And, you know, like, I'm just kind of watching at the moment the, uh, the Death Star run where she kind of falls into Luke's lap. And, you know, they're still doing it, like, together, which <laughs> was just quite a, a random, fun, like, little occasion. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I, it was interesting. Um, I, I, kind of, I kind of respect the fact that they, they took it into its own um, path, kind of tying in elements of the new trilogy, but then putting them into their own, new, like, new kind of scenario, which does develop, you know, the, the, the themes and characters. So, yeah, it was a mixed bag, but, you know quite enjoyable though i have to say oh i very much and that uh redoing the trench run and obviously in lego at some point so i was like the special effects are almost equal to that of the 77 <laughs> film <laughs> with yeah, the yeah, with the right, x-wing yeah. approach i'm like you could literally cut that in and not many people yeah. would see a difference um Absolutely. that's pretty spot on but what this reminds me of is very much seeing an element which i would love to see and i know uh, a lot of all the Disney Plus series that have been announced, they're all pretty much based upon either characters we haven't seen in live action or you have then a couple, um, obviously Cassie and Andor and oh. Obi-Wan Kenobi. So you're taking characters from prequel um, and then you're taking one of the or a couple of the characters from the Rogue One essence and nothing at the moment obviously at the moment because we're in a whole different world now with star wars and how many series and shows are possible more than ever so before so we're going to get more content than we've ever imagined but i for one i love the fact that kelly marie tran comes back and voices her character of rose tico yeah. and i would so much be invested in a series on disney plus which includes rose tico and includes i know we're not going to get finn back but why can't we have like rose tico and uh billy lords i think lieutenant conics i think is billy lords uh character the daughter of um carrie fisher wow. in the sequel trilogy but there's enough characters in those sequel trilogies that could give us like a going around the galaxy kind of adventure type. It doesn't even have to be like a continuous series. It could just be like a limited couple of episodes. But another character, like Finn's character, Rose Tico, was kind of... You gave her such a great introduction for kind of fighting what she believed in, losing her sister in like the first elements of the film. And then um, her character kind of goes by the wayside again in the rise of skywalker and i understand because in the rise of skywalker you've got so much to conclude and yeah. so many characters it's almost like you don't have time really to yeah, fit. And if if the rise of skywalker was a seven part series wow. <laughs> then it would be absolutely fine but when it's a two and a half hour film concluding like a 40 year history you're like 
oh, can't really fit that person in for a like twenty minute slot of their own character development. But I, I for one, I'm I would be very excited to see some form of uh, Disney Plus series, which includes characters like Rose Tico, which includes the timeline of the sequel trilogy in some aspect, because surely we're getting. I mean, but surely there's some first or dregs of the first order around the galaxy just like in the mandalorian there's dregs of the empire around their galaxy isn't there even though the second death star has been blown up and everything's been ended the empire very much still seems to exist yeah i mean i i agree that you know the first order kind of remnants would you know continue to make a, a series I, i'm not so sure about you know using rose as a as a main character um kind of going forward not because she's not a bad character. I think it's because, and I think this is why they wrote her out of Rise of Skywalker, is the kind of unfair backlash that she suffered, um, in, you know, after The Last Jedi. I, I, I actually think that, you know, fans were annoyed with The Last Jedi, me included. But I think it was unfair as to how they um, directed their anger at Rose and, and, and the actress. Um, I think that was completely unfair because I think she was, you know... I didn't think at all actually that she was one of the worst elements of the film. I thought I thought she was kind of an element that you know is divisive. But I I you know I agree in terms of she was actually one of the characters that we got some some background and some emotional connection to through her sister. Um, and I think the way that she was written later on and into the film and you know just didn't really do her many favors in the way they portrayed her. But I didn't think she was like bad at all. But I think because of that and the reaction, she's. The issue with bringing her back to any future Star Wars is that, you know, there's always going to be that contentious opinion that uh, the, the actress and, and the character will have to deal with. And I think that's kind of something that almost would deflect away from, like, whatever she's put into. Um, so in a way that... And, and this is kind of the thing. They kind of did her away with in Rise of Skywalker. And that, for me, was kind of a, a nail in the coffin of the character that it, they, they almost you know, gave in to the fans sort of hatred of her and they're like, okay, well, she's, she's just not going to be in The Rise of Skywalker. So I think now it would be, yeah, kind of a gamble to bring her back. Um, but actually, I mean, you know, but I do like the, the idea of, you know, carrying on The Rise of Skywalker later on. But personally, uh, my vote would be for someone like Poe Dameron because I think, you know, in the new trilogy, he was one of the characters that came off best and um, Again, I think he could have been explored more um, throughout the series and his history and, um, you know, his insight into the galaxy and things. But I do think that he was kind of a more fun character. He was also, you know, an incredible pilot. And, you know, he has more credit. And he he's not a Jedi as such, but he's like a good enough fighter that he could go through like adventures and missions and, and get out, you know, kind of, and you know, with... And provide that kind of classic Star Wars action as well as like you know some interesting character uh, development. So I don't know. Like my vote would be for Poe Dameron, really, because you know, and also I, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Oscar Isaac and in, in many of his acting roles. So uh, to bring him back to the Star Wars universe in like a way which we can explore more through him, personally, I would enjoy. And and I agree. I, I also thought Poe was, especially in the first ten minutes of of this Lego Star Wars film, I thought he was kind of one of the funniest elements. Like. You know, that line with, like, the whole tip-yip thing. I don't even yeah. know what tip-yip <laughs> is, but I want tip-yip now, you know? 
Um, Poe, I absolutely love Poe Dameron as a character. And there's, uh, sorry, we're watching Lego Star Wars in the background. There's one scene that I think you're slightly behind me, but the two bike troopers, <laughs> when they're like saying the same stuff. And oh, I love that. Oh, I double jinx. Absolutely <laughs> love that. I thought that was so, so funny. That was one of the funniest that moments. Hilarious. And then yeah. they kept on, they kept on like pulling it, like pull over, pull over, pull over. <laughs> <laughs> That whole that whole element just had me going. I just I think I rewinded that and just watched it as I was watching it for the first time, just because I thought that was absolutely hilarious. And that's what I do love about this Lego Star Wars special is uh, holiday specials. It just has so many really funny elements. Because um, yeah, there's a moment, there's just these little things. There's a moment where they're like falling through multiple different times, yeah. and they fall through this one point and you've got a bunch of stormtroopers who all fall and one of them's got a jetpack and he like turns his jetpack on so he doesn't fall through the circle and he's almost like I've survived and then a whole ship comes down and just yeah. like knocks him through um, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree I, I think like those little moments were what made it that kind of Lego um, enjoyment and, and, and fun you know that, that, that bike is you know with the with the two bikers i thought was yeah really well written and also there's a, a scene later on with you know two hand solos where they're you know reference that you know whole whole shooting first thing um I thought yeah, that, yeah and, then you. and then they yeah, both yeah. shoot it pretty much <laughs> that's such a fun little moment those those were really two like standout lines for me and also i love you know luke drinking the blue milk from a carton <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know th- those are the kind of expectations that you get from like you know the lego films and yeah, I'm glad that they delivered on those kind of smart, you know, inside jokes, which just... Oh, there's, sorry, there's the bit with Darth Vader and they see blue milk drinking, Luke, and uh, yeah. she's like, Master Skywalker, and he's like, my son, uh, I mean, the binary sons <laughs> <laughs> behind you are... Um, <laughs> and it's just this awkward, like, talk around that he tries to get himself out of because there are... It's highly recommend to watch because there's so many little one-liners or so that just really land perfectly. And almost one of the things I think makes this, we'll get back to, sorry about Poe Dameron in a second, but um, makes this Lego Star Wars special holiday special, I keep saying Star Wars special, um, is so it so easily just makes fun out of itself. Yeah. And out of all the Star Wars films. And I think that's what makes it work even better um, yeah i have to say like this, this time traveling crystal thing when i kind of saw it initially i thought that it would be like a kind of a sort of like MacGuffin plotline sort of filler of like okay this is what but i actually i really like the way that it's kind of incorporated throughout the film and and how it kind of builds tension and you like get these you know, like, I love the kind of little battle where you have like, you know, the two hands like facing off the various Vader. I love when Vader fights himself and then, you know, he because he's so convincing, he convinces himself that like, oh my God, it, it is me, you know, like <laughs> no one else can be like that. So, yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's just, he goes, he opposes it and then he's like, wait a minute, no, this definitely yeah. is me. I'm completely <laughs> convinced. Yeah. Now both of them, they're like, get the girl. <laughs> um, but the Poe Dameron stuff, I'm a mess, I would, there's so many things that I really enjoyed about during the sequel trilogy. And it was the 
comic books that went alongside. So I'm a big fan. I read a lot of the comic books when I can, uh, when I remember to, um, because there were so many going on. So it was hard. It was almost like, well, pick which ones you want to go with. At the beginning, when Marvel took Luke, uh, Star Wars back, or when Disney took Star Wars back, but then Marvel obviously had the rights to the comics. They started releasing. Um, ones that are focused back in the original trilogy era but then they had so many spin-offs and it was hard to keep up with all but there's a poe dameron comic which is really good mm. really enjoyable as well and you could easily see that comic book as a disney plus series but then i'm also kind of like there's that rogue squadron series and i don't know when that's set Mm. which deals with a lot of the pilots so they could bring him in there. they could bring him in i mean we don't you'd never know with this disney but that would be a bit of a masterstroke if you ask me to kind of bring poe dameron in and then follow i think but i think his squadron is called the black squadron mm. so what exactly happens in the kind of i mean as an overview in in the spin-off comic series with with poe well, you have this kind of character which kind of Poe goes... So you have... It's very formalic in the way that the Mandalorian is in the terms of you have him and his squadron going off on a layer kind of get going like... Adventures. Orchestrating him going off on multiple different missions, nice. different parts of the galaxy, all stuff to obviously help the resistance kind of fight back and so that's kind of the the main i would say way it goes issue by issue to a certain extent but you have this really good villain character called lord terex i think terex is how you pronounce it who is kind of like you know like a moff gideon like a tarkin kind of character who kind of uh, he was part of the empire as a stormtrooper, and then he becomes more of a, a um, imperial kind of uh, leader to a certain extent when it comes around to the first order. So mm. you fo- you follow this guy's kind of journey as well. And he's a very kind of twisted individual. So it's him and Poe have very much a massive rivalry that goes on throughout that so that's a really interesting storyline and if that storyline was brought into a disney plus series i think that would do nothing but go down well hmm. interesting yeah that sounds um yeah i love this kind of you know spin-off usually star wars do that very well uh you know having those kind of spin-off comics and, and storylines from characters that you know are great supporting characters um i mean poe is kind of a you know he, i mean he is a main character but um yeah, you always feel that there's there's more you you want to see more of him because he's such a a talented fighter, and that that was one of the things in the new trilogy that I did enjoy is like seeing Poe and you know being such a great kind of you know um, X-wing um, pilot and the way that he was such an asset to to the rebels and um, you know and because you know on previous podcasts I've said you know how much I love Rogue Squadron the games and just general you know in general like the Star Wars kind of ships and you know, air battles are always so epic. And Poe Dameron was one of the kind of elements that really added some some fun and good action to the new uh, to the new trilogy. Um, so I yeah, I, I agree. Um, 
it would be yeah, it would be interesting to see you know the uh, tying in the Rogue Squadron with him. Um, depending what you know what timeline it's set in, uh, of course. But it's uh, I mean yeah, it would be ideal to like kind of bring him back into the fold, really. But I mean, if there's, I'm not sure whether how the Lando series is set at the moment because there's the Lando series coming up on Disney Plus, which was announced, and I don't know if that is all set. I, I mean. I don't know where it's set in terms of is it Billy D. Williams' Lando series or is it Billy D. Williams talking about his adventures and then we're going back to young Lando from Solo? Yeah. A uh, mixture of a bit of both. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, so I've, obviously there's opportunities to bring Poe back and mm. I would hope at some point if Oscar Isaacs is up for it because, like you said as well, Oscar Isaacs is... And uh, it's just such a versatile, brilliant actor. Yeah. Um, that he's he could easily do a limited series or a multiple Disney Plus series because, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, bring him back, bring him back with the Christmas jumper as well. Absolutely love it, the BBA <laughs> Christmas jumper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm watching with all these series as well. You know, in terms in terms of um, obviously with Disney owning Star Wars now and, and the way they cross over, you know, so many Marvel storylines into the Avengers and stuff. I mean, I'm wondering if they, they have a, the same, a similar sort of idea for all these Star Wars series, you know, that eventually they kind of start crossing over into each other. And because as we, as you're pointing out that there, there's so many cross links between characters and storylines and, you know, depending when they're set. And as we've seen with the Mandalorian and how, you know, um, with the last episode and, you know, Luke coming back. I mean, that that's just like the kind of, you know, as we discussed in the previous episode, um, it's one of those almost like doffs of the hat that the Mandalorian has kind of reached such a level that they're bringing in main canon characters into it. But then maybe this is just, you know, a sign of the future that of Disney's plans that they're just going to keep crossing things over and, you know, having kind of new characters combined with old characters and new settings and scenarios and you know, because why not? You know, there's this whole universe to, to be explored and they're all kind of adventurers and, you know, part of the, either the rebels or, you know, the Empire or the remnants of the Empire that it's, uh, yeah, and with someone like John Favreau, as we've also discussed, you know, he's such a the smart, innovative guy that who knows how, how, how deep his plans goes and uh, in terms of bringing the Star Wars universe to and what he wants to do with it, really, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... You know, we have, what, one, two, maybe three Mandalorian spin-offs already. Because mm. uh, Ahsoka, I think, the Ahsoka series, I believe, will probably be set as she is now. So in the same timeline as the Mandalorian. Mm. You have the Rangers of the Republic, of no, Rangers of the New Republic, which is a spin-off. Um, and it's set in the same timeline again as the Mandalorian. Um, but there's no... I, don't know if there's any concrete details about this or is is i think it's maybe a story revolving around the sector rangers and a sort of like a who are like an intergalactic police force um and then i'm trying to think of the what's it oh and then of course you've got the book of boba fett mm. so yeah you've yeah. got all those kind of mixing up at the same time and 
and the course Cassian Andor series is set before. So yeah, I mean, there's loads of possible combinations. Uh, but I mean, I'm also fully up for a bunch more Lego Star Wars <laughs> specials. I mean, I know there's been Lego Star Wars stuff before, but uh, just in this new format coming onto Disney Plus, then yeah, let's let's do this on a yearly basis, guys, because you can just have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, as, as you're you know talking, I'm kind of seeing the you know the scene with Ray and Yoda, and and you know. And this is kind of the interesting part of this Lego Star Wars is that, as I said, you know, at the beginning, it feels more serious than it should be for a Lego film. But then the writing is actually of quite a good level in terms of, um, I don't know, the emotional depth of it, really. And, and, you know, and one of the things that I love in this is, you know, the scene when Yoda highlights that Jedi Masters and their Padawans are not just you know, Jedi and Padawan, but also friends. And that was one of the kind of very heartwarming holiday special sort of things that like, actually I really enjoyed about this, that I was expecting it to be kind of much more like just much funnier and, you know, goofier like Lego films are. Um, and what they do, you know, that's what they do so well. But in this actually like, yeah, I mean, I would love to see another kind of Star Wars like Lego special with this sort of writing because actually they, they take in, you know, they, they combine, you know, they take the time travel element to combine all these characters across different timelines, but then they resolve it in a way that feels genuinely Star Wars and kind of the good side of, of you know, friendship and, and love and, you know, being together. And, it, it, you know, it takes those elements of, you know, the kind of happy side of being a Jedi as, as well as, you know, that Christmas spirit. And I, I really enjoy that kind of the way they round it off towards the end and you kind of, feel that it's part of that wiser star wars universe of yoda and and yeah i was i was surprised by the depth of the writing and and in this part and you know um yeah i'd be i'd love to see kind of more of these you know explorations of characters and in you know various kind of different you know universes or or dimensions really um so yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. It, it, there's a, a lot to kind of enjoy in this in this Lego Star Wars special, and you know, there's a lot of funny moments as we've discussed. And um, yeah, I was I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised towards the end. Um, I mean, what, what did you think of that kind of like the, the wholesome ending? Really, I mean, well, I say it's not even the ending. Really, it's just a really wholesome kind of moment within it. You know? Yeah, no, I I um I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It's a really good element that they've um they've brought in and it is brilliantly written uh, dialogue's great oh. it never it never lacks kind of in any moment and it's uh it's a really kind of poignant moment isn't it where you kind of come back and you like you said you see all those masters and their apprentices and it's just like this really kind of nice whole wholesome almost like a family thing isn't it mm. like uh, obviously because it's a holiday special so it's very much dealing with those uh, particular elements and I think it's done very well both the people create um, for this are both very much Lego aficionados the director is a guy called Ken Cunningham who is also director of the Lego Jurassic World and mm. also Lego Marvel Spider-Man and stuff like that so they very much have got their Lego chops yeah. David Shane is the guy who wrote it and he's very much uh, looks like the go-to guy 
has has written a many a Lego, even previous Lego Star Wars stuff and Lego Jurassic World. It also makes me feel I've never seen like a Lego Star Wars thing before. Um, I remember playing the games on the PlayStation, which were always good fun. But it kind of makes me feel that well, there's more of this. I might go, <laughs> I might go and treat myself over this Christmas time to a few more Lego Star Wars. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's like a whole TV series and stuff. So why not? Why not indulge in Lego Star Wars over the festival period? Absolutely. I have to say, what, one thing which I was kind of surprised about is um, because the it's so well written. I was surprised that Ray didn't um, call out the Emperor, the Emperor, when um, when she travels kind of to you know to the time of Return of the Jedi. That you know this is kind of beyond the the Rise of Skywalker time. So surely she'd know that the Emperor is her grandfather by now. Mm. And they don't make a thing of it, which. I thought that was, you know, something that was kind of interesting that they missed out, but I thought, you know, it could have made, like, a funny little moment as well. Uh, because as we, you know, as you said, like, with the Vader and the, the Luke um, son kind of denial at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought they could have made more of it, um, of her relationship with the Emperor. I mean, that's just, like, a little criticism, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I, you know, I, I, I it's... Um, it's surprising, yeah, how innovative they, they can be with in unexpected ways, um, you know, in terms of this, as I said, like, you know, with the, with the writing and the way they've crafted this storyline. Um, and also, you know, this kind of ending scene where Luke's fighting Kylo Ren and Rey's fighting uh, Darth Vader, uh, or one of the final scenes, I should say. I keep saying ending scenes, but it just doesn't end. So <laughs> um, the, the more final scenes towards, the, you know, Towards, towards the end um, but yeah I, th- I thought again that was like a really fun kind of moment to have them all fighting against each other in these various timelines and that's one you know one of the things that this you know using the time travel element that was one of the things that as fans you know you'd love to see that, you know various kind of characters across different timelines like fighting at their sort of peaks and um, yeah, how it would transpire really and, and actually I think the way that they, they created it was quite true to the characters and the, the timelines that they exist in. And yeah, you know, it, it's a fun way of exploring these kind of like fun little, you know, elements as a fan. And, uh, you know, it's just, and just because you're always curious as a fan, like is Kylo Ren at his, you know, is he anywhere near as strong as Vader was? And it's like, yeah, he is, but we'll never see that. But, you know, we have the enjoyment of and the imagination of Lego to, to fulfill that fantasy really. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 do, and like you said, it does get really serious in the fight at the end. <laughs> yeah, That's there are moments where there are moments where, like, I think Kylo even he's like a I hate you or something to Luke Skywalker, and Luke Skywalker's like, "Kid, I don't even know you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, it's I, it's a very very enjoyable thing, so we highly recommend going to watch it. One thing I know. We were going to do like a double up and watch the original holiday special. And I know Artif hasn't watched it yet. And honestly, guys, some people have probably seen it. And I managed 32 minutes in. And I don't even know how I managed 32 minutes in. Because I absolutely love Star Wars and everything about Star Wars. But, oh my God, what utter crap that was. I mean, it's like, uh, there's there's full like 20 minutes of just um, dialogue of Wookiee dialogue 
with no subtitles between Chewbacca's family. And it just doesn't even uh, doesn't make any sense. I think the best thing about the whole holiday special, and I didn't even get to that bit because I was so just couldn't watch any more of the live action bit is I think there's obviously the Boba Fett cartoon within the holiday special, which is where John Favreau draws a lot of um, a couple of things for the Mandalorian series, mm. especially like the rifle that you see within the Mandalorian series that is the iconic rifle is from that animation, oh, the Boba Fett animation. So that in itself it, is worth watching because that's something like we've said, like the Lego Star Wars things. Once you take something into animation, you get more of a free reign on what you can do and humor and the way you can do things. So that's if that holiday special was all in animation, I think it would have got away with a lot more, but because it was live action and for some reason, Luke Skywalker looked like he had so much makeup on, he resembled a Barbie doll. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then uh, <laughs> yeah um, don't watch it I mean just do yourself a favour there's so much Star Wars content in the world no one needs to go back to that <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean you know it's funny because it's so infamous in, in terms of its reputation um, within Star Wars sort of Star Wars you know fandom really um, and yeah you know it, the way that you're talking about it I'm actually you know, the more you tell me not to watch it, the more tempted I am to watch it. And also, I think, I think, I think that's what a lot of people feel. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's like a challenge here to be had, which is like, how much of it can you watch before you know wanting to turn it off? You know, I mean, you you reach what like 32 minutes? That that's pretty respectable, you know, like for something for after a 20 minute Wookie conversation with no subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm 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 curious to see how how I'm going to fare, and you know, with with the new lockdown announced and Christmas essentially being cancelled here in the UK. I mean, this is, you know, it's the perfect time for a challenge like this. Mate, I would please just watch the Clone Wars instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you'd be telling me to. I, I, and I, that I will have to get on as well because, again, like, you know, I've got friends who are, keep telling me as well that I need to get onto it, so I will. But, you know, I, as I said, like, this Star Wars, the holiday special, you know, it lives in infamy and there's a certain... As I said, yeah, maybe there's a challenge that we can create, and you know, any listeners out there who want to give it a go themselves who haven't seen it before, and, uh, and let us know how far you get as well. Um, the holiday special challenge. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, well, going into we're going to go into the new year soon, guys, and uh, believe me, we're going to continue. We're going to do be doing content which is this is star wars and pop culture pod so we're going to be doing deep dives into the wandavision series the winter's cap not captain america winter soldier and falcon series uh, obviously the bad batch and but every single star wars series and uh, star wars disney plus series that's released or talked about also we'll probably do some like maybe some star wars comics episodes and stuff like that so a, a lot to look forward to in the new year so merry christmas or happy holidays or whatever you celebrate to anybody who's listening or just happy lockdown or happy whatever um happy so guys, star wars. yeah <laughs> <laughs> happy star wars holiday special so <laughs> see you guys in the new year
Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Elder Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you. Thank you.